OTB Sports Rugby. Everyone in the world thinks Ireland should win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you pick the combined side, who'd get in from Wales? Jeez, no, no one, I don't think. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Continue to get build up to the uh, the Welsh game now. Delighted to say, Lauren Jenkins, the uh, Welsh journalist, is on the line with us this morning. Morning, Lauren. Good morning. We were just chatting to Ronan there, Ronan Gara, about the uh, the atmosphere in Wales and the the roof being closed and what that brings to it. It's going to be a bit of a cauldron tomorrow in Cardiff, I'd imagine. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it because, you know, when you boil it down, yes, Ireland and France look like the teams that have given themselves the best chance. They look a cut above the rest. But when everything is stripped back, this is, as you say, a Six Nations opener in Cardiff. Will's very much looking for a reaction after that Australia loss. A new coach who knows how to manage a Six Nations test week. So um, I think there's a lot of optimism actually in Cardiff, but there would be, wouldn't there? Because we're week one and a ball has yet to be kicked. <laughs> it's plus a change, I think, when you see that that French team and a bit of Warren Gatland as well. Like, was, the, was it all excitement in Wales when, when Gatland took the job from Pivac? Yeah, well, I think, you know, you look at Pivak's record and I think he himself knew that after that Georgia loss, um, a change was inevitable. I think this week I'm hearing it's a very happy camp. You know, we can talk about the the reaction of the fans and the mood uh, amongst the supporters, but I think that's very much replicated in camp with the players. I think clarity is the main word I'm hearing, which we knew would be the case with Gatland. He'd but, you know, bring everything back and um, just make sure he had some very clear, strong, simple messages. The players know their role. I'm hearing Alex King is a coach that very much likes the players' feedback, likes getting them involved as, as much as possible. So, um, yeah, look, we'll see. The proof will be in the pudding, won't it, tomorrow afternoon. Gatlin very much talking up the uh, the Welsh underdogs tag this week as well in press conferences. Saying, saying Wales, generally speaking, relish being underdogs he probably has a point there I mean coming into a Six Nations game with Ireland with with Ireland expected to win you know if you look at the bookies odds albeit it's in Cardiff probably a nice position for for Wales and Gatland to be in yeah and he's also gone back to his tried and tested so it's you know it's it's pretty familiar position to him he'll be walking through his Gatland gates tomorrow with knowing he'll have George North Justin Tipperick Dan Bigger Ken Owens Alvin Jones even plays like Scott Baldwin he's brought back on the bench. So he's got a he's got a lot of experience there and players he know. I mean, he said I think in his telegraph comment yesterday basically repeated the same course he'd said in twenty nineteen is I asked these players to run through a brick wall for me and then they turn around and say, Okay, what do you want me to do the other side? Right. So there's a lot of <laughs> belief there amongst the players. Um and I think, you know, from what I'm hearing and, and I guess from what I've been churning out all week is we know, we think we know how the game's going to go. It's going to be a very abrasive, attritional approach from Wales. You look back at recent matches v Ireland, they've made more tackles v Ireland than they have against any other team, right? 2021, 245 tackles, Tipperick with 29. Even back to 2015, it was 250 tackles, chat race back then making 31. So, um, you know, you think they're going to play better without the ball and just go out there and try and suffocate this Irish side. But, um, you know, who knows? As much as uh, you love having a back, Lauren, we also enjoy the uh, constant sort of 
narrative uh, maybe from Gatland he said a couple of years ago that the one team we love beating more than anybody else it's the Irish and I mean that might be especially true from him it just seems to be like a weird I, like we're all supposed to be Celtic cousins we're all supposed to get on there seems to be like this weird sort of undercurrent of <laughs> I'm going to use the word dislike but there might be a little bit stronger than that between the two nations almost yeah, you know, that it's, it's not just between the two nations. It's probably quite personal, isn't it? I mean, the way Gatland um, left that job in Ireland. But, yeah, look, I think history also recent record. I was quite surprised to be reminded at the start of the tournament that Wales had won the last four in Cardiff against Ireland because mm. in recent memories, it, particularly under Pivac, you're thinking of quite convincing Irish victories. So that will certainly count for something and yeah look it's it's the first match and how many times have we used the word momentum so far this mm. week right it's a cliche but it's true and um you know if Wales somehow manage to grind up the victory tomorrow then they're away in Scotland they've only got you know they've got two home games but they're the two toughest team well I mean Bath France but England and Ireland at home are going to be two fantastic atmospheres to be part of it in, in the Principality for sure There is that undercurrent isn't there between the two like even we had, we had Tom Shankill on the show the other morning Lauren and he straight away it, it took him seconds to bring up Ireland's per record in a World Cup like he just <laughs> couldn't help but get the dig in there but I guess we want that like if, if there's a bit of edge around these Six Nations fixtures it adds a bit of crack to it Yeah and I get, I get the impression that sort of a lot of Irish pundits are in particular are sort of waiting for them to slip up, right? But that's because they've been winning and winning well. And like you mentioned, they've got their poor record in the World Cup. And it's almost like, oh, you know, you're waiting to say there's still some, some way to go. They're not the perfect team. But that can easily happen in a Six Nations. It's less, you talk about Leinster and their 100% record in both the league and Europe this season. It's, it's different, isn't it? You're playing week in, week out. The Six Nations is a smaller tournament. Emotion comes into it, like I mentioned at the top of the show. Um, so it, it, it can, it can happen. And I think that's perhaps what gives Welsh fans and, and players a bit of belief. There are a lot of variables in this tournament, but that's what makes it so great as well. There's a definite mix of old guard and youth, as you say, Lauren, in this, in this Welsh team. Um, Lee Halfpenny, of course, named in the team originally, but backspasm means he's had to pull out for the third time in, in recent months from a, from a Welsh starting 15. So disappointment there, but Liam Williams, I mean, not a bad replacement to have. Yeah, I was asked yesterday, you know, what do you make of it? And I, I'm sort of indifferent about it because ultimately uh, you've got a player with a 81 caps replacing a player who has 97 <laughs> caps. And they're both, yeah, they're both different fullbacks, but they're both class in their own right. I think there is a concern that Liam Williams has only pl- played 180 minutes of rugby this season. Um, so it, it's a tall order for him. But I, I think I'm just more disappointed for Halfpenny on a personal level. You know, 97 caps a player who's so, so deserving of getting to his 100, and I'm sure he will. But the third time he's pulled out of the sat in 15 since, well, in a few months, it happened twice to him in the autumn. So, yeah, just hoping it's a... a back spasm he can get over pretty quickly but yeah you see there's a balance of youth and experience I mean there's only three players in in the starting 15 who are under the age of 27 Rio Dyer, Jack Morgan and Joe Hawkins Um, but yeah in the squad as a whole you've got David Jenkins a young lot coming off the bench I think 
where Zoom and Alan Wynne Jones will bust his gut for 40 minutes and then we'll see quite a bit of David Jenkins. Um, and, you know, Gatland, as he said in his press conference this week, the message is people will get an opportunity in the Six Nations, perhaps the likes of um, Kieran Williams, Mason Grady at centre. He said, we want to do well, but we have to think about the next eight months and how we get guys ready for France. Now, when Pivac could never have said that, right, in 2023 when he's had three years at the helm, blooded a lot of youngsters, he could never come out in a week leading up to the Six Nations and say, we want to do well, but we have to think about the next generation. But suddenly, Gatlin's just come in. He can say that. He's he, He's got time on his side to experiment a bit more. So the pressure's off. You know, no one's talking about the Georgia and Italy losses, for example, because... There's a new man at the helm and suddenly they become irrelevant. Is that not sort of fine until uh, kick-off, Lauren? Like the idea of little old Wales, we're coming from nowhere here, we're bringing no form and it's a shot to nothing, I think was the expression that was used during the week. Do you go with that? I think you've got a point in that people are very quickly forgotten that even when Warren Gatland was on you know, Wales' best winning streak, I think it was 14 wins on the bounce in 2019, People were still criticising his style, weren't they? They would, you know, bring up Warren Ball left, right, and centre. So, um, yes, you're right. You know, we could be back to that old narrative next week. But I think, you know, it, then it comes down to how much will Warren have changed? Will Warren Gatlin 2023 be? How, how different will he be to, you know, even the Warren Gatlin we saw on the Lions tour? What do you What think, do you think is the answer to that? Well, I think um, it's. How much time has he got on his side? I don't know whether we'll necessarily see it in game one or two, but he's a smart coach. And I think, wouldn't he love it more than anyone if he, you know, could come out and do something or find just, you know, a way or two to unlock the Irish defence? He'd be sitting there thinking, well, you know, you've all been bringing up the phrase Warren Ball for the last however many years and, and look at me now showing you something different. So it's just where, you know... Whether he's gone at time is how much Alex King brings to um, to the attack. I was actually quite disappointed that he wanted Howley because for me that was just going, you know, going back to that. I wanted to see a fresh voice, and but I wanted Warren Gatlin to want a fresh voice. Yes, we've got Alex King. We've got to remember he, you know, it's him and Forshaw that are spending the most time um, on the pack with these players. So yeah, that 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 that's yet to be seen. Finally, Lauren, give us your prediction. I mean, we need something from you here to stick on the Irish dressing room wall, something to, to rile up the players. <laughs> tell, tell us by how many points you're going to beat us by. Oh, uh, well, yeah. You know, I said on, on our own podcast yesterday, I'm going for a wheel. I've got one with big wheels upset, so why not tomorrow? Um, so I'm going to say wheels by five. Wheels by five. Beat that'll it. do That'll do for the dressing room wall, Lauren. <laughs> we'll send that on to Andy Farrell and the lads. Thanks a million. Thank you very much. <laughs> Cheers, Lauren. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.